<laughs> Hi ho, Munters. Happy here. I hope you guys are ready for this Sunday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Talk to you soon. You're listening to Once, episode 35, an apple red as blood initial reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once Podcast, the podcast about ABC's TV show Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. I'm Dan Flynn. And I'm Jenny. And that was Michael Coleman, or Happy, that you heard at the beginning. And thank you very much for calling that in, Michael. It made us happy. We just saw this awesome episode, the second to the last episode. It's like, oh, we want more, but yet we don't want it to we end. We don't want more yet. <laughs> Not too much more. It's like, break it up and give it to us slowly. (laughs) Can we have a 10-minute segment just each day over the next week? Kidding me? I want a two-hour finale. Yeah, me too, actually. Oh, that would be awesome. We have some awesome things to talk about. This was a great episode. In a few words, or a couple words, what did you think of this episode, Jeremy? Really good. I'm going to do this again. (laughs) Um, it was quite good, sort of predictable towards the end, but still quite good. Over two words. That's fine. <laughs> I use multiple words repetitively. Jenny, okay. what did you think? Um, <laughs> that's me, one. Let me get back to you on oh. that one. <laughs> this uh, showed us a lot of things that we <clears throat> didn't expect to see, I think, and some things that we theorized about. Surprising, there's my word. Oh, okay. Surprising, yes. Oh, my, my word after um is good. <laughs> um good. Um, That's good. Jenny's review. My surprising and revelatory. <laughs> now, in the title scene, this title screen, rather, they show the seven dwarfs. And this is the second time that they've shown or reused a title screen Led before. Led by snow. The last time. Right? Mm, I don't think so. I don't did they We've never seen that before. before. Jiminy Cricket. I don't think we've ever seen this title. <laughs> now I don't know what to call it. This title screen before. We saw uh, last week's title screen before and this week's title screen. We've did seen they actually reuse the same one or did they just have the same character in there? I thought I thought it was the same one. But now that Jeremy says le- uh, with Snow White leading, it makes me think yeah, oh, they're all different. it's not the same. Yeah, but, I think it was different. Because the first Jiminy Cricket like, came down fluttering and then landed on something. <laughs> this one was just staying there. I thought. Anyway. Man, that dream sequence. Now, disclaimer here. After we record our full discussion of an episode of Once Upon a Time, then I go and watch the preview for the next episode. Because here for Once Podcast, we consider the previews to be spoilers. You watch that before we have our full in-depth discussion? No, I watch... Get, yeah, I'm listening. Explain. <laughs> for last week's episode, or rather for this week's episode mm-hmm. of Once Upon a Time, mm-hmm. I didn't watch the previews until after we finished completely talking about last week's episode. Okay. I sort of did the same thing, except after eight seconds, I shut it off and said, why? Why? <laughs> because of the same thing. What was that scene? We're thinking the, what, of the dream. Yes. Oh, I did see a few weeks back. There was a commercial for like the next four episodes, and I saw 
just a flash of all the characters standing in the middle of the street at night and Emma wielding a sword. And I was like, what in the heck did you just show me? (laughs) If that is actual, why did you put it in a commercial? Now I I know it wasn't a spoiler. was so disappointed that that wasn't for real. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I had even heard the line. You took away our happy endings. Now we're going to take away yours. As Emma is <laughs> slashing with the sword, I thought, "Slice." How are they going to get to that? I know. In two episodes. No, wait, no. With the dream sequence. Yes. <laughs> we just want to do this. Uh, when we first saw Henry, I knew something wasn't right. Though I thought this must be much later. Maybe they're jumping forward in time to tell us this because. The last scene we saw from last week's episode was Emma taking Henry out of Storybrooke. And then the first scene yeah. we see here is Henry right. is with Regina. It's like, uh, what? Wait, something's not right with the timing oh, yeah. here. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, dream sequence, which this reveals something, though, is that Regina knows for sure now that Emma is the savior. Mm-hmm. At which point did she know? I don't know. Something to think about. Jeremy, I liked it when you noticed about the dream scene that Henry was taking a bite after Regina did. And oh, that what were me. they eating? <laughs> that was gross, though. It, it, it looked, was. I felt like Regina was eating like somebody's heart. Raw meat. Yes, yeah. it looked like that. It was roast beef. And it looked I was like, going to say roast beast. It yeah. looked like Henry was eating like red, rare roast beef, and she was eating a heart. I'm going to get this out of the way right now mm-hmm. because it was brought up in the chat room and I sort of laughed at the very notion, but now it's just, it's nagging at the back of my head. Is there any chance, any chance that this dream was some sort of a premonition? That'd be nice. <laughs> I'm going to say no, but it was so weird. It was so out of place and not just because Henry was there, but the strain Maybe that's what dinner is really like with Henry and Regina when there's not some <laughs> plot moving along that we're seeing. Maybe in just their everyday, they sit there and give each other weak smiles, and or she does. And But I had noticed that in the beginning, I liked how Henry was copying his mom and making sure, okay, that food's safe, that's food safe. And then in the end, he ate his mom's apple. Mm. Yeah. That's so true. it began and ended that way. Hmm. Now, we've got some awesome things to talk about, but just to give this disclaimer, just, yeah, disclaimer up front, these are our initial reactions. So we just saw the episode, and we'll talk about this a lot more in Wednesday evening's episode. So join us live Wednesday evening at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, or that's GMT minus four, over at noodle.mx slash live. And we also have the live chat during the episode airing in Eastern Time and Central Time. So you can join us for that. And our initial reactions are at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Sunday evenings. And we've got a whole bunch of people in the chat room right now. And I want to take this moment to thank a few people who have sponsored this episode of One's Podcast. Weedith, someone who would prefer to remain anonymous, and Sandra have all sponsored this episode and made it possible. And that we really appreciate that because the expenses for hosting this episode uh, for this podcast are... Uh, quite high, especially since we've got so many wonderfully active community members. So we really love having you guys as part of this community, and we're really thankful for our sponsors. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, you can go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor and check it out. So uh, uh, several things stand out, and 
since these are our initial reactions, this isn't necessarily going to be in order, just kind of as we think of it. A big thing, the hat. The hat. Well, okay. Even before that, Jefferson right. yeah. is here. I was so surprised. I, he disappeared. Poof. <laughs> yeah. I was making notes saying, oh, the hat is back. Wait, Jefferson is back. Did they <laughs> really true. not mean that he went into the hat? Does he... Did he somehow just scamper away uninjured after falling he, through the window? If he went into the other world, that world will have magic to bring him back here. So he came back for his daughter. Hmm. Well, what it could be is that when you saw he and Regina putting the magic things inside the hat, the first few trinkets she poured in went into the hat and didn't come out. Yeah, but she gave him that hat, so he couldn't have used it to well, get out. So I'm thinking maybe something happened when Emma or when Mary Margaret kicked Jefferson out of the window. He did go into the hat, but because there wasn't enough magic, he popped right back out. Like well, shortly after, it. if he went into the hat, <laughs> then he would have possibly had some magic there to bring himself back. But there's no hat when you enter. There's only a hat. The hat stays in the real world. So he wouldn't have, do you know what I'm saying? Like if he went into fairytale world and let's say he found some magic to come back through other hats that he's had there because there is magic there. We haven't seen how they come back. We saw them go to Wonderland, but we didn't see how Regina and her father got back out of the hat. Right. So maybe once you're in, you can just walk through another door and go back to fairytale. So maybe computer exit. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> maybe maybe he's scamming Regina. Maybe he has more ability, more resources now that he's been gone and come back than he's letting on. And he doesn't want Regina to know he's left. Actually, you bring up a good point because he never said that Emma made a hat. No, he didn't. He said he tried making hats and they, none of them worked. Ooh. Some Yeah, somebody in the chat room during the show had suggested that maybe he was... Not that point in particular, but they were observing the way he was looking at Regina when she wasn't looking and the way he was acting that maybe he's not so much on her side or going along. Uh, why would he trust her? That was kind of the point yeah. of that discussion was why would he really believe that if he does what Regina says, she's not going to double cross him this time and she's going to give him what he wants. You know, now that you say that, it is it is odd to think back to he was so willing to be a part of the curse, to forget that he had a daughter. I really, it, he would rather have his daughter. Oh, I think that he meant I, that he wanted her to rewrite both their memories. Yeah. He wanted his I daughter, thought. but he didn't want to remember that they were from somewhere else. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah a story for, for both of them. Yeah. So he said. But then also uh, with the hat, here's something really cool that the hat incident has confirmed. With this magic portal back and forth, it can show up any place and any time, including before the curse. Yes. Which, uh. So, let's let's reverse that a little bit. We've been talking a lot before about uh, where did Bellfire end up when he went through the magic bean hole? Where did he end up? And or, rather, when did he end up? See, I don't like that because that means you can just go back and... I mean, if whoever, whatever writers in the future hijack this, and if they actually, if for some reason you have, anyway, here's the thing. 
a writer could just go back and say, oh, I pulled the apple before Snow White ate it and stopped everything. I do not like the idea of time travel. Well, it's not time travel. It's 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 barely a crossing over. Like he said, there's only enough magic. But if there was enough over. magic, he would go in there and time travel. No, oh. that's my question. If, he, if they had everything they needed, could they have just gone through to another time? In which case, why don't they see future versions of themselves popping up all over the place? Right. Or at least the evil ones. I, I really <laughs> don't want them to involve time travel in this. This is not science fiction. This is fairy tales fantasy kind of thing and mm. i don't want to see actual time travel Heard but my comments like that before on another show yeah. <laughs> my, it, it fit there though <laughs> uh, talking about lost indeed but um my point is that maybe uh the whole traveling from fairy tale land to present day is a not a parallel thing so like you leave one world and you end up in the other world in proportion to when other people... and uh, Let me put this in actual numbers. So I'm saying maybe Bellfire didn't actually end up in wherever in our world 150 years or so before Emma and Pinocchio did. Mm-hmm. Because Emma and Pinocchio came to our world through a different means other than the curse. But they came through at the same time as right. the curse sent everyone else. So all that to say that I'm thinking, uh, and also in this episode, Regina, again, said 28 years ago when they created the world, 28 years ago. So we know Storybrooke has existed definitely for 28 years. So maybe even Balefire came to our world at the same moment that Emma and Pinocchio and everyone in Storybrooke did. That's kind of been my sort of my, that's what I've thought would is, yeah. (laughs) however i'm trying to say that that's what i've been assuming because how anticlimactic to just say um hey rumpelstiltskin your son that was a long time ago he's dead (laughs) yeah you can stop trying now exactly (laughs) so he must have some reason to think that uh even that magic sent him to the same place or he designed the curse to send everyone to the same time the balefire was sent to yes because then those being protected from the curse wouldn't necessarily come through at that exact moment unless there's some other reason tying everyone to that moment true again uh, in this regina referred to rumpelstiltskin or mr gold designing the curse a certain way and now we know that he designed it so that emma would be the savior it wasn't just a this is what's going to break the curse he designed it to be broken by her so that it will be broken also if she dies but yeah that totally caught me off guard uh-huh like how does that even work <laughs> did you catch it too that if emma dies the curse is broken but if regina dies the curse remains forever uh the reason why is because the mad hatter was actually told that if he kills regina he'll never see his grace again mm-hmm. which right. i think lends more to the idea of the biblical model of a savior where Emma is going to have to die maybe in order to break the curse or, or is that just one way that the curse can be broken? I'm assuming it's just one way, but it's going to make her a target as certain people who don't care about her figure this out. Like Mr. Gold can just kill her and get his curse broken. Yeah, but he hasn't. Yeah. For some reason he doesn't because he hasn't found his son yet. I, if they break the curse, oh. do they all go back to fairy tale land? 
Oh my. Oh, that's the thing. What happens? So if he finds Balefire, he may <gasps> kind of have no more use for Emma. <laughs> hey, Emma, this is my son. Bang. <laughs> and he hasn't called in that last favor, so that very well may be. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I need you to die. Well, I mean, Snow White thought she was going to die in a way when she ate the apple, so they very well could do the same thing to Emma. Emma is Henry, and Emma and Henry is to like Snow White and Prince Charming. Hmm. Who thought Mary Margaret was going to eat the turnover? Yes! <laughs> I saw it in there, and I thought, where's Mary Margaret? Where is Mary Margaret? Oh, Where is Mary been... Margaret? Oh, She's going to eat that one didn't happen. poisoned apple. Who's going to kiss Henry? He's a 10-year-old bully. Uh, yeah. Paige. Paige slash Grace. Awkward. That's, no. that's not right. If that was me, I totally would have eaten the apple turnover before young. I get home. And then who takes it apple turnover and leaves it getting cold on a counter? Like, you want those, you want to eat that thing minutes after it comes out of the oven. <laughs> it's kind of yeah as soon as henry showed up though i realized Uh uh-huh oh man he's going to eat it i was hoping that would happen you know it's sad but i was hoping it was going to happen because then it would prove to emma Mm. see i actually thought henry was going to eat it when she was baking it oh good job like stick his finger in it he's no i mean i thought she was going to give it and i just figured that would be the one way that she could that's why i thought it was predictable i thought that that was me Emma was just going to walk away, and he was going, oh, apple turnover, and he would just start eating it. And I then know. she'd be like, what happened? I loved the way it happened so Me much too. more. He was brave. and yeah. Which now, Emma has evidence, direct evidence against Regina. Right. She, she did can something say, to harm her son. Yeah. He gave, well, I mean, just that Regina is uh, guilty of something. Except you can't test for curse in food <laughs> it might transfer back over into here something other than like magic because there's no magic here i mean yeah there is she's been able to do things but it could just be they could test it i think hmm. maybe like you're saying it might read as some kind of poison in their test besides if they can say a heart is Catherine's when she wasn't dead then they can send it to the same testing company and they can say <laughs> that there was poison in it except for it being the finale and the pace that they're keeping I would almost make the prediction that next week Henry's going to be in the hospital and Dr. Whale's going to be saying he's in a coma, but I don't know why. It must have been the emotional trauma of your leaving, Emma. And they're not, and it's just going to be, oh, wake up, Henry. Why are you in? And then she's going to kiss him on the forehead and he's going to wake up and he's going to be like, you have to believe. She's going to be like, I don't. And Oh, my word. Emma, I just want to shake her if that happens. I would stop watching. <laughs> yeah, right. Would you really? But, you know, speaking of watching, Henry does see August as a wooden boy. Yes, he does. Or a wooden man. Yeah. So... That I've heard this theorized in, I think it was the Once Upon a Time fan podcast with Jeff and Colleen, that what, how would other storybook characters who were cursed see August? I don't think would, they would see it. Would, yeah, because they're cursed, they but Henry believe. isn't. Yeah. Well, they don't believe. So he I just walks around to with believe. short shorts and no, and like a <laughs> wife beater on and everyone can see his wooden hands and legs. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> you know what? I was surprised that Henry was surprised. Yeah. It was like, well, he believes. So you can see him. So you believe. So why are you surprised? Yeah. It, he finally saw evidence. I think that's why. Because other everywhere else, it's always been his just saying, well, this is who that is. But now, yeah, like you're you saying. You think he was believing on faith before? Yes. 
And now he's seen, uh, he's, he's seen, seen with his eyes. He's seen the wood. <laughs> <laughs> At least he didn't knock on it. <laughs> that would have been just rude. <laughs> Sorry, may I knock on your arm for luck before I leave? Uh, well, talking about bad luck, Grumpy said, I miss Stealthy. <laughs> just which is funny because so out. many people were saying, I miss Stealthy on Twitter this week. Oh, uh, really? And I wonder if they threw that in. They must have filmed it before, but everyone was just like, I saw all these tweets saying, I miss Stealthy. Hmm. Oh, spoiler people. Well, we did get a voicemail in from someone else I want to share with you. Hello, this is Sleepy from Once Upon a Time, Faustino Dibauda. Just wanted to say hello to all the fans of the show. And this weekend promises to be a great, great show. Can't wait myself. Talk to you guys soon. Ciao. That was awesome. Thank you. He's so cool. Thanks, Sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll let you guys know, we're going to get some interviews with several of the dwarfs. So I'll be posting in the forums when that comes up so that you can send your questions, maybe even take some live calls doing it. We'll see. But uh, what else stood out to you guys about this episode? I know there's a lot to talk about and we'll get into a lot more. And by the way, we'd love to have your feedback. You can call it in to 903-231-2221 or email feedback at oncepodcast.com. You can also go to oncepodcast.com, just like Faustino and Michael, uh, that's sleepy and happy, respectively, <laughs> did uh, go to oncepodcast.com and click on the send a voice message tab, and then you can send a message that way. So what else did we see from this? I loved it when Grumpy told Red that she had some blood on her lip <laughs> and that she needed to wipe it off before they went into battle. <laughs> Everyone kept saying that he said, you have someone on your lip. <laughs> Is that really what he said? Yeah, that's exactly what he said. That's and gross. it made me think of that lost moment where they were like, you have some <laughs> art <laughs> on you. <laughs> At first, I thought like she'd been kissing someone, but then I realized, wait, she'd put lipstick on someone else. Yeah. If that's what you call what a wolf does to a person. <laughs> well, then that's when I remembered. She oh, runs wait. around giving them all kisses. <laughs> that's how you... That's anyway, great. moving on. <laughs> and then I was going to say Snow White had a lot of uh, knives that... She had like nine <laughs> knives there. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. That was great. And a funny comment from Grumpy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I loved that comment. It was so funny. Regina had offered to give anything to Mr. Gold if he would fix the curse or or do something like that. And I'm wondering if she's going to actually offer Belle to him when she realizes that the apple turnover didn't work, that she's going to then go back to Mr. Gold and say, I have Belle. That's a good idea. Will you change the curse now? Belle's definitely, she has to come back next episode. And it's funny, though, because she did, Regina did say, I'll offer you anything. And Gold totally put that down. So there's nothing you have that's valuable or whatever he said. But yeah. So I she's desperate. Actually, forgot all about that when they were talking. <laughs> the that's chat kind of amazing. Just exploded. <laughs> I know. The, the chat moves so fast tonight that it's just sort of continuously scrolling. Pages and pages of people exclaiming, Bell! <laughs> that will be cool. And now we know how Prince Charming got the castle, because we've seen in the pilot and several other episodes that Snow and Prince Charming got this castle, 
And that's where they were living, and that's where they had the council and all of that stuff. Yeah, we know that he didn't get it. Snow did. <laughs> well, yeah. With the help of everyone else good in the kingdom. That's what's crazy. <laughs> I loved that line of Regina's. She doesn't want it to claim, like, tongue marks. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that so was amazing. But just, I don't know if it was creepier, the tongue, tongue marks comment or that fact that she was, like, watching them the whole time. Yeah, that was creepy. I would say that was creepy. Or, I couldn't figure out why James wasn't like, hey, maybe you don't want to come into the cell because I'm not actually in here. I'm watching you through a mirror right now. <laughs> right. But it ended up she wasn't locked in. I was going to I was thinking I it was, she was going to get locked in. But mm. uh, wow. The thing about willingly eating the apple, too. Yeah. And so much about this. And uh, someone even said it. James said, losing my life for love. That's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. That's what Snow did for James. He felt it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. Like their hearts were connected. Or their hair. Or their hairs. <laughs> yes. Great. Now, anytime you say hearts, I don't think of this, you know, lovey-dovey feeling. I actually think of His the heart that Regina pairs. holds in her hand. Oh. <laughs> and because we're having this as a live initial reactions podcast... We actually have a live call in from Bell. Bell, thank you so much for calling us. Hey, thanks. I'm really excited. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> there was a really subtle moment in tonight's episode that I think has maybe some bigger implications, and it's a theory that I've had for a while, so I was really excited. It kind of went by really fast. But when Jefferson went to see Regina and they were sort of negotiating about um, him helping her, um, by using the hat or whatnot, um, she she basically said something along the lines of, well, instead of going back to fairy tale land, which makes no sense, why don't you just stay and live in this beautiful mansion and have a better life here? And he obviously had some, you know, some issues to do with that because of his daughter, but something that I've maintained for a while is the, the writers keep saying the show is about hope and it's sort of about exploring happily ever afters, and I think that the idea of these characters getting a happy ending is way more complicated than everybody just going back to fairy tale and I think that it's going to start coming out in different ways. And I do think that maybe for some of the stories, staying in Storybrooke is going to be the ultimate happily ever after. And so I found it really interesting that that it was really subtle, but that kind of started to, to creep in today um, with the episode and what the dialogue exchange between Jefferson and Regina. Hmm. Yeah, that's a great theory there. And do you think we're going to see that this season? My gut is that this season really isn't about ending the curse or happy endings or whatnot. I think that this season so far has tended to revolve around faith and the what, what people's sort of desires are and sort of the roots of those things. And I think how it ends up playing out is something that they're going to explore probably in later seasons, is my guess. Yeah, I think I agree. I've been wondering similar things here and there, whether they'll some will go back, all will go back, or none will go back. Maybe they just have to make a life where they are. Yeah, but there's no magic. True. Right now. Uh, <laughs> well, Belle, thank you very much for calling in, and we really appreciate your being a part of the community. Oh, sure. Thanks. You guys are wonderful, and I'm really very thankful for the podcast that you guys do. It's fantastic. Thank you. Have Thanks, a great Bill. Evening. Thanks. Good to hear from you. And we've also got another caller on the line with us. This is HJBAU, also <laughs> known as Heather. Heather, thank you for calling in. Hi. I'm going to talk about two scenes I like. I really like the scene where Mary 
was yelling at Emma. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was just great. I don't know. Just, like, Emma really had that coming for, like, running off or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, that was a great scene. And also my theory probably is that the end of this season's going to start. It's going to end where it started, you know, with the the apple. And cause we're going to see that, you know, Snow ate, Snow ate the apple in this episode. So Charming's going to find her and kiss her, and they're going to wake up. And the same thing is going to happen in the real world with Emma kissing Henry and waking up. Oh. This is going to kind of, like, parallel each other. Hmm. I don't know. I thought that that was how the season was going to end ever since they introduced the apple and everything. That's awesome, because I was wondering the same thing. How is uh, Prince Charming or James going to get out of prison and then go on the search? Are we going to see that? And I was... That's I like yeah. that. Yeah, that we might see that again now from a different perspective. Right, yeah. And they've been doing that with a lot of the shows starting with something and then ending with something similar. And yeah, the very first pilot episode, he was uh kissing Snow White. Yeah, the very first scene of the very first episode was them kissing. So I feel like they could revisit that in the last episode and that would be great. Mm-hmm. A great like parallel for the series or whatever i don't know i hope they do that that's what i want them to do that would tie it up so nicely yeah (laughs) yeah that would be great yeah that's my theory awesome well thank you very much for calling in heather yeah thank you thank you heather yep Well, Well, that was awesome. And we have so many other awesome listeners out there, too. And we can't wait to receive your voicemail feedback and written feedback and anything else. Here's what you can do. Call us and leave a message on our voicemail over at 903-231-2221. You can also go to oncepodcast.com and click on the send a voice message tab or email written or audio feedback to feedback at oncepodcast.com. And the feedback about this episode will be able to include in our next full discussion about an apple red as blood, which awesome title, by the way. But uh, we'll talk about that this Wednesday live at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, GMT-4, over at noodle.mx slash live. But, of course, we've also got the forums over at oncepodcast.com slash forums where you can talk about this with many other fans and help fine-tune your theories and find other people out there who are loving your theories and sharing the same things. And I have a prediction. We're probably going to hit 10,000 posts in the forums by this Friday or nice. by this this uh, Wednesday with the full episode. And it's incredible. There are so many awesome conversations going on over there. So you can join that over at oncepodcast.com slash forums. It's really easy to join. And we'll have a link to specifically this episode's discussions over at oncepodcast.com slash 35 with some basic show notes for this episode as well. So check out all of that and follow us on Twitter as twitter.com slash oncepodcast. And you can follow each of us individually as well. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and you can follow me at the Ramen Noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. You can follow me at twitter.com slash Flegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. And I'm Dan Flynn. You can follow me at twitter.com slash Dan Flynn Design. And I'm Jenny, and you can follow me at twitter.com slash Jenny's Nook. So check out everything over at the website, oncepodcast.com. Leave ratings and reviews and iTunes, oncepodcast.com slash iTunes. Thanks to all those who have. And... Until next time, we hope that you will have a happy ever after. Just don't eat any apple turnovers. (laughs) Thanks for listening.
Once Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts over at noodle.mx. Huge thanks to this week's sponsors for this episode. If you'd like to sponsor an episode of Once Podcast, go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor.